Blog Talk Radio. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes. <laughs> Bye-bye. Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. Underhanded, unscrupulous, and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother. We've been doing this for years, and we want to thank everybody who has supported, who's called in, who's been a part of this thing for over the years. Really enjoy doing it. It's a lot of fun, guys. So glad you're listening. Even the guys that don't listen live, you can listen to it later. Just go to the site for Big for uh, Block Talk Radio. Uh, Big Brother After Show, you can connect it when you follow this link, and you can listen to the other episodes or listen to this episode if you're a little late, or if you got to cut it off and come back to it, whatever you got to do. Uh, but here, this is what we, we we talk about Big Brother. We talk about everything going on. We talk about, you know, past, present, future week events. We talk about strategy coming up. We do my my uh, power rankings. And we had an off and on week. You know, last week was a lot of fun. But we had an off and on week this week. And, and you know, I'll be honest with you. If I knew they were going to do this on Sunday, if I knew they were going to do the HOH on Sunday after the battle back, we probably would have held off tonight. We probably would have done it Sunday. We may still do it Sunday. It really depends on whether or not it's going to be a live uh, show. I doubt it. Um, but in case it is, they'll probably know probably by Saturday who's HOH. And, you know, you guys in the Twitterverse, you already know a lot of things, and you know it beforehand. So we may or may not. Uh, although I love talking about the week coming up, who's HOH and what I think is going to happen, and what a big HOH is going to be. I uh, just wanted to mention, guys, we are partnered with Morty's TV. Uh, Morty's TV has, has offered us a forum. They've pushed our show. Uh, we're partners. We love them. Um, and if you want to talk about Big Brother, it's a great place to go. Look at spoilers. Talk to other people who are into Big Brother as well. Morty'sTV.com and TVFanForums.net uh, is a place you can go and, and chat. Uh, we do open up phone lines at 713-955-0749. If you want to get involved, if you don't, that's fine. We open it up after I talk a little bit. We'll open it up. I'll let you know. If you call now, you might be on hold for a minute. So just kind of, you know, pace yourself, and we'll get to it. And I'll repeat the number, and you guys can call in. Uh, <clears throat> don't forget our Twitter, BB After Show. Thanks to everybody, by the way, who follows that. And we're going to get to show business here in just a second. But I want to thank Jackie and Debbie, Tracy, Rick, you know, 
you know, Tyler, Magnificent Mike, Morgan, you know, Mad Dog, Madeline, Laura, Alex always commenting on things, Libby, you know, hey, you guys are always keeping this thing going. I appreciate it. You respond. Even Hey, I told you guys, even if we don't agree on something, I'm going to tweet you. I'm going to retweet you. I'm going to respond and reply, unless it's just something just just not, you know, worth replying to or, you know, you're being mean, which is fine, too. I can handle it. But, you know, I don't want to put all that stuff out there. But, hey, you talk to me. I want to talk to you. You friend me. I'm going to friend you. That's how this show works. Uh, so I want to thank all those guys that always – Renee's always talking about us on Facebook. Um, so, you know, thank you guys so much for your sponsors. I always try to give a shout-out to everybody and let you guys know that uh, we are listening. We are here. Julie's Chin, BB-18. Some great, great tweets over there, too. So, you know, follow those guys. Follow me. It, it's a lot of fun. We talk back and forth, and you can be involved, too. We're very interactive on Twitter. If you say something and you mention us, we're going to respond, uh, and we're going to usually retweet. But we usually like everything you write, even if it's hateful. That's fair game, too. It's just a game, guys. It's not anything to get too serious about. It's something that we love, of course. We all have our favorites. But, you know, it's a community, and in a community you have some huts that are on the other side of the river and some that are on the other side of the river, and you just fight it out every once in a while, and that is okay. Uh, what a what an interesting week, right? I mean, we're seeing we're seeing so many things happen, and so many people starting to go back and forth. And then you know we got two bits of big information tonight before we kind of go into what happened uh, this last couple of days. You know, road kills over, teams are over. We knew the teams were going to be over. We knew that was coming. We knew that was going to be part of this thing, that the teams are going to end. I liked the teams. I'm in the minority. I know a lot of you guys hated it. Whenever I bring it up, a lot of you guys kind of give me a, a, a real scowl, stank face about it. But the truth of the matter is I think what it did was allow certain people to stay safe. I think it was the smartest way to play bets into this thing. Uh, I have one twist I would I would love for them to take me up on. But we'll go into that some other day. But I think with bets, uh, you do have to protect them. First couple of weeks are really easy targets. Uh, four people versus the rest of the house. Uh, I think well, we have like 16 in, in here this week or this time around. So, I mean, you know, you're talking about really being super underdog at that, that point. Everybody's going to look at these bets and want to turn them in. I don't mind bets returning. They don't bother me. I think the seasons sometimes become a little bit better when you have a little fire in the house. And bets definitely bring that. Uh, I don't want to see it every season, but I'll be honest with you, I'm not impressed with new cast. I haven't been impressed with new cast in a very long time. I, I did kind of like last season's new cast. I thought Vanessa was a decent player. Of course, Steve, you know, ended up winning. Decent player. So, you know, James. So, I mean, you know, you know Johnny Mack. It, it was it was an interesting cast. It's one of the better cast, I feel like, new-wise. Uh, but i, I got to be honest. I think a lot of the times the new cast have been really weak and Sometimes when you throw in some bets, of course, 13 is not one of my favorite seasons, but when you throw in some bets, you get a little spark because there's an urgency to play a little harder because, you know, these guys know what they're doing. And so I don't mind the bets every once in a while being leaked in there every couple of seasons. It doesn't bother me. Sprinkle them in. Even if you want to bring a guy back like they have with Jesse, that stuff doesn't bother me. I think that's fine. If somebody that's going to get kind of a, kind of a following already, uh, people think they deserve another chance. I don't, I don't mind that. A lot of you guys hate it. But I think the teams was the best way to go for this, um, and I think it. I think it did well. I think it. You know, look, for for as just an entertainment purpose. I know we have our favorites. I know everybody likes this person. They like that person, and they'll stand by it, right or wrong. I get that. Um, but at the end of the day, it is. A, it really is about entertainment. 
Um, I didn't like Rachel, her season. I couldn't stand Rachel. I know that upsets everybody that, that likes her, but I just want to say this. If you put Rachel in a season, I'm watching because I dislike her so much in the game, not as a person, but in the game. I disliked the way that she kind of pouted so much that I would watch to see her fail. And that's the thing that we all have to understand. There's certain people that we have in this house that you want to watch to fail, and it becomes entertainment. That's what this is about. Unless you've got money running on a winner, it is just for entertainment purposes, and it is fun to see the person you like win, of course. And, you know, sometimes that happens for you. A lot of times it doesn't. But the main point is is that this is entertainment. And I think when you bring in these guys that are vets and you protect them, you really turn up the heat in the house. And you allow people to kind of do what they have to do. And we've, we've chosen our favorites. We've hated the people that we hate. But at the end of the day, I think so far we've had an entertaining season. I have liked this season. And I hope you have too. I know a lot of you guys think, worst season ever. I, I, can, I can bet you 40 bucks it's not true. I'll find a way to get it to you. But it, I don't believe that. I've seen some really bad seasons. And this one so far has been for entertainment purposes, very, very good. Um, we wanted a house division. We kind of got a house division. I think the teams did kind of get in the way of that. I've told you guys before, didn't understand how this season really worked. Vets wouldn't work together. It was stupid to me. You take any advantage you get when you get in the house. I mean, you got to work with these vets. These vets not working together is just mind-boggling to me. I mean, you, I don't know. You know, I think Frank was still on the boat for a little while, but I just think Day just really jumped the shark. Uh, too early, wanting to get him out, and it's kind of messed everything up for the bets. Um, and and I think it's been a problem. I don't know if you know what Jump the Shark is. That's back in the Happy Days days when Fonzie actually jumped a shark on skis, and they pretty much coined Jump the Shark from that because it's awful, as was her move, awful. And so coming forth, we lose the teams now. Everybody's on their own. I don't know that's going to affect anything. These guys are in teams. Why they didn't align in their teams boggles my mind as well. There's a lot of opportunities this season. I felt like really got missed. I mean, Frank and Polly working together. Yeah, you got Bridget, but you know, they, Frank and Polly would have would have been a really good team together and really could have done a lot. And, and just having that break apart was just, you know, mind-numbing idea here. On strategy, uh, so I never understood that, and of course now we've got the roadkill that ended. And I've asked you guys a question: Did you guys like seeing the roadkill go, or are you sad the roadkill is going to go? Please go vote BB after show on Twitter, and uh, you know send me a follow. I'll follow you back. Uh, but the question was: Hey, you guys, you know, do you do you are you sad it's gone? Are you happy it's gone? Uh, you know, what do you feel? And uh, we're working on getting those numbers up so I can kind of give you all feedback on it. But I personally uh, felt like, actually, uh, y'all are, it uh, looks like it's pretty, so far 77 votes, 57% of y'all are saying you're glad that it's gone. I will go on the opposite, of that, opposite end of that, too. I do like to play a little devil's advocate. And in my opinion, I liked Roadkill. I loved it. Um, compared to Battle of the Block, I don't think you can deny that it was a it was a superior idea. I'll give production credit for that. I think it was a superior twist to Battle of the Block. Uh, we have talked about this blue in the face. Nobody liked Battle of the Block. Why they even said it was a fan favorite? I think they completely made that up, um, or or just completely you know did a small test group of people that actually were hired to do Battle of the Block to vote on it. 
because I don't know a fan who really liked Battle of the Block, and, and they bring in Roadkill, and I love Roadkill. I know I'm in the minority, guys, but it's fun to see somebody go up anonymously. And I just want to plague you with this. You know, Tiffany, you know, I think you being used as, uh, as a Roadkill nominee, Tiffany winning the Roadkill uh, uh, to put up Devon. Listen, if Day's not up there tonight, you don't have that power struggle, okay? If, if, if Bronte is not up last week, you don't get that. I mean, you know, you're in that situation where Tiffany's saved, and it creates all this drama. We can say how much we hate those twists, but this one I think particularly really did work because it did cause drama, and it did get the effect that you wanted it to get. Now, a lot of people talk, of course, Frank uh, is probably, I think he might have been the only other Dagum roadkill winner this season anyway. But, you know, he tried to keep his mouth shut. He told people that were close to him, that he thought were close to him, and they spread the rumor. But, you know, if you stayed anonymous in that and you just could play it off, I mean, you could really puzzle the entire house, and you could really actually fight back when you may not have had a, a, a group of eight people standing behind you. If you're somebody like Tiffany who's trying to make something happen, you know, we're going to talk about Tiffany's gameplay here in a minute, but honestly, the smartest move she could make was putting Day up. I know a lot of people disagree with it, but I, I completely think Day was the right person to go up. Probably should have gone up first. I don't think she would have been taken down, and I know – Obviously, she wouldn't have won the POV, I don't think. Not much on, a comp- on competition that day. But I think she's the right person to be put in that situation to help Tiffany out. Uh, if you're a Tiffany fan, you, get, you probably were late, of course. At the end of the day, there's just sometimes you dig a hole and you cannot ladder your way out of it no matter how many sticks you got. And I just don't think Tiffany was somebody that could get out of the hole she was already in. Um, and, of course, we saw tonight where the house pretty much – well, the House unanimously voted her out. Um, and there's a lot of hope there that she would stay in. And you don't have to like her. There's times that she did things that I didn't like. I put it on Twitter, and I got ate up for it by a lot of you. And then that's all fair game. But I didn't like how she handled the initial situation. I didn't like how she's handled being on the block. I think she's pouted. I think she's thrown fits. But I think it was the right move for her to do what she had to do. And I think Day was the right person, and she had just a sliver of hope. They really, I think if they really could have had a solid five, I think, I think if Polly would have given the blessing, and we're going to talk about Polly too, can't go on without talking to him, but I think Polly giving the blessing or maybe even James being really hard on it probably, probably ruined it. Uh, I think if, if, if Polly would have gone along with it and James would have said, yeah, I'll do it, I think it would have gone through, and Tiffany would have been saved tonight. And that makes this thing completely flip. But you don't get that without Roadkill. And I really would have liked to have seen Roadkill become the new Battle of the Block. I think it was I think it was a great idea. I think it should be returned. I think it should be a new staple kind of in the game to try to try it out for the next couple of seasons and see how it works. That third nominee is big. It, it cuts back on big alliances, which I'm kind of against. And it makes the season a little bit more dramatic, and I think that's awesome. It gives somebody a way out. If you're on the block, you feel kind of hopeless unless you win POV. But if you're somebody where the house is really against you, like in Tiffany's situation, it does give you an opportunity to maybe say, hey, look, here's a bigger target. Look at this person. And this roadkill absolutely has destroyed Day's game, and it has brought everybody back down to a certain level because a lot of people have had their game really ruined over over Day being on Roadkill and, and Tiffany winning it. So she had to throw Day under the bus. There's a lot of things that were revealed that were secrets. 
that, you know, she really tried her damnedest. i got to give Tiffany credit. I said some things about her I kind of take back. Uh, but let's review what's been going on, although we've probably already given it away. HOH Polly, what else is new? We knew that last week. Tiffany and Natalie become the nominees. We know Tiffany's the target. And, of course, Tiffany runs roadkill, puts Corey up. Corey wins POV. Day knows that she's probably the target. She goes up in replacement, and it really becomes kind of a last-second race. A lot of decisions, a lot of indecision going back and forth this week about who to vote out, who do you want to get out. Day's game begins to fall apart quickly on her. You know, all of these things that she was saying about Frank, about Frank making these deals and Frank's doing this and Frank's talking about people behind the back. Frank wants to put you up. Frank wants. Guess what? I told you guys, and I've said it on Twitter, and I stand by it, Day is a hypocrite, and I'll give her her game, and if she carries it through, good for her. I'm not really against Day. But at the same time, you can't go out there and preach too much without having somebody point back at you. She is just as guilty as Frank at doing some of the things that she's done. I told you guys last week, I felt like Frank's biggest mistakes were Frank mentioning everybody in the house as a possible nominee to go up, and that getting back around to people. That's a stupid game move on his part. Nobody said he was strong socially. I really want to see a stronger Frank socially this time around, and I think I got failed on. But stupid move, and I think Day got busted for doing the exact same things once Tiffany started talking and kind of throwing her under the bus. Now, um, you know, talking about what's happened this week, you know, Tiffany and Frank decided to work together. Props to Tiffany. I think it was her smartest move. I think would she have been safe another week? No, I think she's still going up regardless whether or not she had her blow up or not. I think Tiffany was always going to be put up, especially by Polly. And Polly's obsession with Tiffany and his obsession with Frank is going to be his demise, I feel like. I think Polly is a good player, but Polly is not refocusing his attention on the correct people at the correct time. And it's going to cost him. Tiffany is his target. She goes up. But she really makes a 180 move on her game. And you know what? I was one of those people on Twitter giving her hell. I I personally liked her sister's strategy. I liked the way her sister played. I, it's a little neurotic for me. A lot of emotional situations. I felt like when she was in a corner, she kind of had her meltdowns. But I think strate- strategically in her mind, Vanessa is a very intelligent player. Um, and so, you know, I kind of look past the emotional display and kind of see her mind. Tiffany, I didn't find that so much. I just found Tiffany was almost felt like she was a little spoiled in the game, in my opinion. Uh, and so I was down on her. I said some things. You guys, let me have it. Fair enough. You were right. She makes her game. She turns it around 180. She does something that nobody expects, and that is to work with Frank. Crank, you know, credit where credit's due. Tiffany able to make a turnaround and do a 180 and really start playing the game harder. Uh, do I think it was too late? I don't. I think it was probably when she needed to do it was at the right time. It just wasn't going to work no matter what because of her displays of emotions. I think people were scared of her being an emotional person. It's okay to start blabbing secrets when you're up on the block to save yourself. However, that has a turn effect of if you blab now, you're going to blab if I include you in anything in the future, and that scares me. If you get mad at me, are you going to go tell everybody everything we've talked about? And that kind of was a catch-22 in Tiffany's situation. I don't think it was her fault. I think she did what she had to do. She kept the secrets as long as she could. But eventually you got to kind of throw people under the bus and save your own butt. And I don't fault Tiffany for that, for that at all. You know, 
Frank and her decided to work together. I think it benefited Frank. I I think Frank was on board if he could have saved her, but I think he was okay with her going home because I think at the end of the day, it's hard to let bygones be bygones. I think he would have worked with her, but I think he would have been really afraid of her as time went on of her flipping back. I think Tiffany would have gone wherever she felt safety, and she would have ran her mouth wherever safety was. That's okay sometimes. In this case, I think it was bad for her, and it just ended up being a really bad mixture. So Tiffany... Frank worked together with Bridget, and, you know, everybody's really surprised, but it ends up being a really decent relationship. Frank actually really does fight to try to save her, uh, and so does Brittany. It falls on deaf ears that we saw, but we almost had a turn uh, with Corey and those guys. Uh, I thought Polly might have a moment to kind of switch around a little bit, and James uh, being brought into the showmance thing, kind of we kind of saw some wheels turn there. So there's a great possibility that Tiffany could have saved him. Maybe another day would have done it. Maybe if they'd have voted to evict yesterday, maybe Tiffany stays. It was just a matter, I think, of time uh, as to whether or not she was going to be able to accomplish it, whether it was too early or too late. I just think her timing was wrong for the eviction to be tonight. Uh, and so she did a lot of talking, and she did a lot of destroying, and Day is right back on the bottom of the totem pole pole. Now she is back to being a target for a lot of people in the house because she ran her mouth and Tiffany told them all about alliances and things they didn't know of and, hey, she wanted to take you out. James starts to back that up with uh, with telling Paul that she was talking about the showmances. Day cannot keep her mouth shut at times, and it gets her in a lot of trouble. She's an emotional player. I think she did panic a little bit this week, and she did run her mouth. I personally think that Day made a lot of mistakes this week, which are going to follow her. I think she was very cold. I think her body language was very sour. I don't think that she was the same Day as everybody's used to. And I think people kind of saw a little bit of her real personality when she's upset. We all have certain ways we handle having our backs against the wall. Some of us have a flight reaction. Some of us have a fight reaction. Uh, some of us, you know, get really emotional. I Day is just somebody who, if things are not going her way, you can definitely tell it. She wears her emotions on her sleeve. And we've all said at different times through the last couple of seasons where she's on and this one, it always gets her in trouble. And it's starting to come back around now. I think she's done so much that people are a little turned off by Day and her body language and her attitude towards things. When they're going great, Day's great. When things are going bad, Day's awful. And I think it's going to end up really biting her. I think her hair whip behavior, which wasn't even nearly as bad as you run it as you read to believe. I mean, Twitter made it seem like, you know, Day just completely just completely whipped her hair right into her face and in her mouth and hairs in her mouth and up her nose and she got a black eye. And it really wasn't the case. It just kinda of was like a disrespectful move, but it's big brother, people get mad, let it go. It was made obviously a bigger deal by Tiffany who wanted to go into the DR and complain. Yeah, you know, there's the types of thing about Tiffany that people kind of turn off on me, included. I don't think it was that big of a deal, but that's where we are. And like I said, I give I give Tiffany a, a total respect. I do think she's right to be upset that she was upset. I don't think it's okay to show everybody that you can't handle the game at that moment. But she did rebound. But I think she had a little bit of a right to be upset. She was being used, and she was very low on the totem pole. I think she did a really smart job of pushing the All-Girls Alliance out there and going ahead and busting that up while she's at it. If anything, Tiffany came to the party, and Tiffany flipped over all the tables and spilled all the beer. And sometimes that's entertainment enough, and people got to clean it up. 
and watching them clean it up this week is going to be interesting because I think the wake of, of Tiffany leaving is a lot of people that have baggage now that's out there that they've got to kind of repair, and either they're going to or they're going to hold it against each other. And guys like Nicole and and uh, James and Polly and Frank, they're all going to have to try to figure out a way to kind of rebound. I think Frank's probably in a decent position uh, trying to do that because they already don't believe him. <laughs> but Tiffany goes up. That's her game this week. Unfortunately, we saw her go home. I think Tiffany would have been the smart person to save. On the other end of that, I mean, there's nothing to say about Natalie. We could talk about Natalie. We just, honestly, somebody who gets their feelings hurt over something so easily, I don't know where Natalie is. I, I mean, I, I'm scared that I'm, I'm scared that, that Natalie's going to be the next Princess Victoria where she's just going to kind of get in that final four, and we're all going to be scratching our heads asking why did that happen. Sometimes these less threatening people just end up getting in there, and that's a great strategy too, but it's extremely boring. For those of us who love this game, it's it's so hard to watch somebody who's not doing anything float into a final, and I'm a little nervous that Natalie's going to be able to pull that off. But she's on the block as well. We already talked about that, but there's nothing to say. Uh, with Devon, as we said, emotional. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, I think, like I said, Day should have stuck with Frank. I think she's in a better position today if she sticks. If she would have never had turned on Frank, I get it. Everybody's going to talk about getting each other out, but she really should have had to what they call down in the South the come to Jesus meeting, which means you just come down and you be honest with each other. And I think they could have repaired some things. And I think they could have worked together. I think Day made the mistake of trying to be the head honcho in the house. It's hard to do that when you're not really pulling a lot of your weight. If you're somebody winning some competitions or you're, or you're pulling some things around. That's one thing. I think Day's somebody who was just controlling at the time, the person who kind of said, I'll take you, I, I understand the game, follow what I think. And that worked for a little while until somebody named Polly comes along and starts winning competitions and starts calling shots and has the power to do so. And that kind of shuts Day down, and now she's in a, in a really bad place, in my opinion. Do I think that Day could flip to Frank now? She could. I just – I think she might even try. I don't know if it's going to be sincere, but Frank won't take it sincere, and I don't think that he will worry too much about what happens today from that point because he knows as well as everybody else does that he might be on the target list, but Day ain't far behind, and Day may have moved up a spot. So Day is not helping herself, and I don't know that switching over to Frank's side is going to help her, but don't be surprised if she doesn't do it. She knows where she's at on this side of the house. It's not a great situation. The vote did go her way, but I think it's going to be revealed how close it was. Somebody like Michelle is going to tell her something that she doesn't know. We know Michelle likes to talk as much as Paul likes to talk. And I have a feeling Dave's going to find out that she was really, really close to going home. They needed one vote. They couldn't get it, and so they, they backed off of it. And I think Dave's going to find that she can't trust anyone. And her, like I said, her body language was just not good. So that's, you know, kind of explains up to this point. I think Frank... Uh, has started to blend in well. You know, Corey was really big on getting Day out, and I think Corey thought that Frank was the roadkill winner and put him up. And once he found out that Frank wasn't the roadkill winner and that Frank was not really gunning from him, I felt like Corey kind of did a 180 himself and said, you know what, how long is this alliance thing going to last when I'm on? I might need to – we might need to consider going with Frank I think that Frank was in a, a really good position this week to maybe gain some people that might work with him. I know they say what they say behind the backs, but this alliance with Polly has now become kind of a monster that needs to be fed. 
and pretty soon that monster is going to eat itself. And it always happens with big alliances. These big guy, alliance guys, they start, <coughs> excuse me, they start eating themselves. They start taking out each other, and it becomes a really, really stressful situation. Uh, and so I think Frank's kind of in a good position. It might end up where something blows up on that other side of the house, and they might start targeting each other. And if Day's on his side, we could see things get really interesting with Frank. Uh, Bridget, of course, is guilty by association. You know, you guys hate on her. You all hate her, and I did post something about her being a Cabbage Patch doll, but I just thought it was funny. But you know what? I think Bridget is sincerely just a really nice person. You know, it's funny how, you know, we're so used to wanting to see ruthless people in this game that you really just get people that are nice, and we can't stand them because they're nice. You guys like Jordan and, and Eleven. You know, a lot of you guys want you know think Jordan's the greatest thing that ever hit the earth. You know, and she was nice. I mean, it's just one of those things that, you know, when somebody's nice in the house, they tend to get a lot of crap from us. Uh, but I really don't think that she's got any kind of ill will. I just think that she's just falling along and sticking with the strongest person that will accept her, and that's Frank. Maybe she has some love for the guy, but I can't, can't fault Frank for that. I mean, that's more power to him. But uh, Frank continues to, to stay alive. Uh, you know, I think him talking today in public, we saw that, uh, I think, what, yesterday. I think that was smart on his part. It definitely gave suspicion. Um, I think he's talking more sincerely to people about game moves, and I think people are considering what he's saying. And I don't think that there's a whole lot. They may, like I said, in the back, I get it. You guys are going to message me on Twitter and say I'm wrong. But I know people are going to say what they say to each other, but I think Frank has planted some seeds that may get him through the week if he doesn't, you know, doesn't really make it to HOH. If not, I, I think he's an easy go up if it's one of the people on the other side of the house. But there might be somebody who's willing to cross over and say, you know what, maybe I sh- maybe I save Frank this week. Uh, maybe I maybe I, it's time for me to start thinking about other options and go into a smaller four person group with Frank and kind of getting out of this one and hoping that we can maybe pull a couple of weeks where we can even up the numbers. That does happen, and it could happen. It sounds like Corey's somebody who might do that. Um, So Frank, this week, still sitting pretty. I don't see any damage to Frank. I really don't. I think he's had a good week. I think he's had one of the more positive weeks, uh, and he's still kind of sitting there pretty. He's not on the block yet. Might, probably will. But for now, Frank is sitting pretty. Um, You know, he kind of just did what he was supposed to do, talk to people. Uh, I think he's trusting some people, obviously Paul, who's not really maybe working with him. Uh, and I said last week I, I really was hoping that Paul and Tiffany, Frank and Bridget and maybe James and you know probably Natalie as well would kind of start start forming an alliance. I think it's smart for all those guys to have done that. They decided not to do it, Paul being the main culprit. Still like Paul, we're going to talk about his game. But, uh, you know, we got to talk about Polly. We've got to talk about Polly. Guys, I'm telling you, I like the way that he started this game. The guys win an HOH, is not a target. You know, calling shots with his group, kind of good social game, bringing everybody into the game, having a good time. Polly has gotten out of control. And what has happened with Polly is what we call target asphyxiation. He is so asphyxiated on targets. And this whole th- obsession with Vanessa and this obsession with Frank, it's gotten to the point where, honestly, what's going to happen 
now that Tiffany's gone and you can feel good about yourself and pat yourself on the back, Polly, once Frank's gone, what are you going to do? Because at some point, all you've done is shown that you're going to focus on people to the point where you cannot readjust your target. I feel like it's important, and I've never played the game, but I've watched it forever, and I think that it's important to know that when you're in Big Brother, and I think many players would agree, when you're in Big Brother, you've got to be ready to adjust. It's an adjustment game, and it's an adjustment week to week to week. Paulie is a foolish man right now to think that he can plan out the next four weeks, that he knows exactly who needs to be put up and needs to go home the next four weeks, He's telling people what they what, what they need to do to get everybody out for the next four weeks, and his plan, it don't work like that, Chachi. you got one week where you're in power, and you need to plan for the next week, meaning that your HOH needs to be an effective one, but one that keeps you protected for the week after. Outside of that, stop thinking. And stop telling everybody what they need to do. You have now replaced Day as being too controlling in your group, People are going to start thinking about that. People are going to start thinking about you winning HOHs. People are going to start thinking of you as a competition person. They're going to want to look at you when it comes to double eviction or later in the game. And Polly might be somebody that's sitting in the jury, which is a shame because I liked Polly's game. But, you know, these meetings, I tell, you know, I told you guys, having, you know, 12 people in a room talking about something right after a, an HOH happens, it just makes no sense. I mean, you've got people locked in a room downstairs, and you're holding court, and everybody else in the house knows what you're doing. I just don't think that Polly has thought it out. I think Polly's gotten – we've seen it before where people just get too much power, and they feel like they control the game, and so they can do and say whatever they want to. And I think it's an ignorant move by Polly. I liked him. I would like him if he would straighten up and get humbled. Um, but I just think his obsessions – you know, planning out the next four weeks that this person's got to go and that person's got to go. You're not playing. You're not playing that far in advance, and I think that it's going to eventually rub people the wrong way that he's got everybody planned out, and a lot of people were going to want to take control of their game when they get the opportunity. I just think that, you know, Paulie's making a lot of mistakes right now, and the target just seems to grow a little bit more. If I'm Paulie, I got to think about this. Frank's going to be gone, and Dan's going to be gone, and who's going to be the next person up? It's going to be me. And if they get a shot at me before then, they're going to take me. you got to think that way. I just think Polly's got too much going on. The group's too big. Corey's going to start thinking about it. I know Corey and him have some kind of agreement, but, they, you know, you've got Z as well that's involved with Polly, and you know that Polly and Z probably have an agreement for Final Two, or you've got to assume that. And in that assumption, you got to think about Polly being really dangerous. And when Polly's up there, Polly's somebody you got to take down. And I believe that with Day as well. Now, I'm an advocate for keeping bigger targets in the house, um, but sometimes you got to just go after people who are very manipulative, people who are good talkers. Day's one of those. I would have taken a shot at Day tonight. I would have taken a shot at Day with Frank tonight. I think it was the right move. I think she was the right person to probably go home for his game and for a lot of people's game because Day talks a lot. And Polly just didn't see it. You know, it, it bugged me when Polly and James have this conversation about showmances. And you know what? To 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 bang on James a little bit too. James is not is 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 somebody who turned against voting out day. He was somebody that you couldn't get to budge. He wanted to keep going with Tiffany. James was not ready to make a move yet. James doesn't want to win an HOH yet. He's already told some people that. He feels like it's too early for him to make any serious moves. But 
look, you've already been told everything. You've been told things you didn't know about Day. You know, if I'm Polly and I'm looking at this and I'm saying, okay, who's my biggest threat, Tiffany or Day? I've got to say it's Day. She's already told you she's got. She's already told somebody close to you she's coming after your showmance. She wants him gone so that she can be close to Z. I think Polly made a mistake tonight. I think he should have made that flip, and I think it's going to end up hurting him in the end. Uh, other people that were involved this week, current week, is Paul. What do we say about Paul? What can you say about Paul? Paul had a lot of potential, and I think Paul is doing well. Um, I feel like, as I said last week and this week, just a few minutes ago, Paul would have been smart to go with Frank. And I know you're going to throw apples at me and rotten tomatoes. I get it. But Paul and Frank would have been a really, really strong alliance. I think Paul could have handled this differently. I had a friend, Sean, who watches it. Shout out to Sean. And he told me something I didn't think about. He said, I said, well, I think it's smart if Paul goes with Frank. And he says, no. He goes, you know what I think the smartest thing to do for him is? I think the smartest thing for him to do is cause chaos between Frank and Polly and Day and let them fight it out while he coasts. And honestly, I agree with Sean. That was something I never thought of. And I thought really truly when Paul was going down and talking to people and going back upstairs, how that's not obvious is beyond me. But as Paul's going between these two groups talking and telling each other what happened, I really thought that was Paul's game. I said, you know what, I can give Sean credit. I've got to give Paul credit, too. This is a really genius move. Paul doesn't need an alliance. Paul just needs a lot of chaos. And if he can get chaos in the house, Paul can continue to float. He just has to be socially good. He doesn't have to win anything. You know, if they want to use him as a pawn, whatever. But – I think he made a mistake by starting to go over to a team that I think is going to start breaking up. Paul is coming into that alliance with Polly very late. And to this date, I don't know that Polly has officially asked Paul to be in the alliance at all. So I don't know that Paul is somebody that they really truly consider. I know they go, oh, he's a trustworthy dude. I think he can play well. I think I can work with him. Yeah, credit where credit's due for Paul. Yeah, you can do that. But He's not somebody that's really locked in at this point. He's just somebody they're really kind of using for information and patting him on the back and saying, good boy, well done. But I don't think that Paul is as serious in that alliance as he would like to be, and I think Paul made a grave error by trying to force his way into that. You know, he's trying to force his way into conversations that are going on, and they're welcome. I mean, they're, they're going to welcome him now. But at some point, Paul is lowest on the totem pole. And at some point, Paul's expendable. I think Paul's best move is what Sean, my friend, said, which is Paul should have caused chaos between the two groups and sat back. He is in a really good position. He's got a really good social game. It's one guy I will give all credit to right now for changing his game 180. Couldn't stand the guy the first week. Couldn't stand him. He was loud, abrasive, bossy, controlling, mouthy, all the things you really kind of get some, you know, they go home the first week, which he almost did. Uh, so, you know, Paul is all these negative things the first week, and he's able to flip it like a light switch and completely turn around. And Paul gets a ton of credit for that. But I don't think that this jumping into Polly Alliance thing is a smart move. He is really jumping on a ship that's about to break apart. Sure, he might be able to grab onto a couple, but I think still, if you were going to get an alliance, I think Frank was the right one. They could have flipped boats tonight. Paul would have helped do that. Uh, if they could have had three 
Nicole four and Corey five. They flip the votes tonight. They send Day home, and they become the more powerful alliance in the House. And there's a smaller group of them compared to the other side. Things work out really well. Now, that bigger group, of course, has more opportunities to win things. But think about who's sitting over there. Really, just Polly. And if you could have gotten James on Frank's side, that would have been very dangerous for everybody else in the House that's not on Frank's team. It just didn't work that way. Paul wasn't going to do it. I thought there was some hope, but he's still still in a good situation. I just worry about where he's going to end up when things kind of settle. I think he's still going to be somebody that's going to be used, and hopefully he's smart enough to see it happening. But, man, what an adjustment on his game. Complete credit. Uh I do think the friendship thing's going to wear thin. I think it's getting old. Yes, we're hashtagging it, but at the same time, if you're in the house, it's kind of it's kind of getting old. As and James has laid off his pranks, but things get old to people, and they kind of get annoyed. Uh, kind of like touching them on the ass. That kind of gets people upset. So we're going to talk about Nicole. There ain't a whole lot to say. Uh, she does what Nicole does. She flip flops. She can't make a decision. Uh, you know, she won't do anything about the stuff that she talks about doing. Nicole is one of the most frustrating people on Big Brother to watch. She just cannot make a decision and stick to it. She makes a complete, solid argument for one thing that she's going to do, and then she backflips on it. I give Corey a lot of credit for trying to stick through it, making a decision, bad or wrong, and saying, look, this is what we need to do. He was on the get rid of day train. I kind of supported that decision for those two. I think it was a good move for them. But Nicole just wanted to do it, but we see Nicole not be able to do it. There's a little bit of drama between the two of them where she feels, you know, Nicole just, I don't know how she finds showmances that are disastrous to me. She just finds some that are just not solid. I mean, I guess Hayden was, but, yeah, a girl just really needs to get a backbone sometimes and play this game and not worry about people she's in the house with. Every time she cries in a DR, it drives me crazy. Nicole, you've had three chances. If you don't get a backbone by the third chance, you shouldn't have ever been asked back. I'm going to go out there and say that. She drives me crazy, guys. I don't know what to do with her. What do you do? Listen, that's what's going on currently. We want to talk about what we think is going to happen. You guys are more than welcome to call. We're going to go commercial. Your call in line is 713-955-0749. You don't want to call in, that's fine. Hey, there's no feeds tonight. Might as well. But if you don't, that's okay. We're going to catch you next time. But uh, we're going to go to commercial real quick, guys. It'll be about, uh, about two minutes. Then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about what we think is going to happen in the future. As I said, it drove me crazy. If I'd have known that, the HOH discussion in the show is a big one because it allows us to plan out what's happening next week. We can kind of predict. We're not going to get that opportunity tonight. But we're going to do the damn best we can because that's what we do on this show. You listen to the Big Brother After Show. I'm your host, Sam. Hey, folks, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Timothy Kelly, a facial plastic surgeon. My independent and clinical research tell me that good-looking people have more fun, make more money, and have more good-looking friends. While people may look at other parts of your body first, Ultimately, they're going to look at your face to determine if you're ugly. That's where I come in. I specialize in the neck up in the face. I've developed an innovative technique for injecting botulinum toxin and fillers. With one prick of the needle, I distribute the material as I slowly withdraw, minimizing pain and bruising. I call it the pull-out method. 
really gives me the confidence to live life as a good-looking woman. It's so great to be good-looking. Thank you, Dr. Kelly. I wish everyone could feel the way I do about myself. Since Dr. Kelly worked on me, I've got a new job, a new boyfriend, and I've traveled to Canada. Coincidence? I don't think so. I can feel men's eyes on me in public, and that makes me feel good. Thanks, Dr. Kelly. Look at me now. It's like Dr. Kelly has written a prescription for self-esteem and confidence. I think that's two prescriptions. Thanks to Dr. Kelly's pull-out method, I had a great experience. Call me for a good-looking face. Which would have been the HOH, and the, of course, we've talked about the eviction. 
Tiffany goes home on a unanimous vote. Uh, whole House votes against her. I think several people did sincerely want to try to save her. I think Nicole really did think about it. I know Corey did. That's two. Give Bridget and Frank, that's four. They needed one more. I just don't feel like they could get that horse over the hill. And that's a heavy horse to push. And when you find out that it's not going to work, you kind of abort and get out of it. And I think it actually helped Frank. You know, a lot of people thought Frank was going to vote out day. I think it was smart for him not to. He can go to her now and say, look, you know, I could have pitched a vote to Tiffany to, to, to help, you know, to give her some kind of idea. But I told you I wasn't against you. I wasn't coming after you. I, you know, I didn't know the rest of the House was really going to truly vote, you know, Tiffany out, you know, I mean, he did, and I'm sure somebody could tell him that and tell her that he did know, but it's a good bargaining tool to say, look, you know, I, I, I realize that, you know, I might need you in this game, and so I didn't want you to go home so quickly. Um, of course, you know, everybody's going to say what they're going to say about him, and that's also trouble, but I think it was smart for him and, and Bridget to kind of vote and go with Tiffany. Uh, presently, you know, we can't talk about the HOH, but we can talk about the battle or the, the battle back or whatever it's called, uh, where they're going to bring somebody back. They do it every season. I don't know why they try to make this thing a twist. It has happened every season that I can remember. Maybe there's one or two that, it, you know, hasn't happened, but it's usually a recurring situation. The twist is, you know, old as time, probably as old as the Bible at this point. We know they're going to bring somebody back. They always do. And so, uh, you know, in that situation, yeah, you know, you got your five that could come back. We're looking at, you know, Bronte. I mean, do you really want her back? Uh, you know, Glenn. What's Glenn really going to do? I don't think any of us have a lot of hope for Glenn. Alex does. Alex says, hey, Glenn should come back. Hey, you know, Alex is a smart guy. Maybe he knows what he's talking about. But Glenn's going to be an awful guy to come back. Talk about being clueless when you walk in the door. I don't think that this is the smartest way that they handled it because if Glenn does get back some way, or even Jose, these guys are really so far removed from what's going on the last couple of weeks that they really come in blind. It's a serious disservice to these guys, I think. Victor's a little bit closer to it. Of course, Bronte is. And now we've got Tiffany. i got to be honest with you guys. i got a caller coming in. We're going to let, we're going to let them talk. But i got to be honest with you. I think Tiffany's still the best person to come back, as much as that might pain me. I think she's the person that comes back, causes a ton of chaos again, especially if she gets a week of immunity, which I know they, they often do, where these people, when they win the battle back, they can't compete in the HOH, but they're safe for a week. And if it's Tiffany, you know, I almost think that everybody, well, you kind of almost wish everybody would bow out and just let Tiffany come back, because really, I don't think Victor does anything. I think Paul talks Victor into working with Polly. you got that whole situation again. Victor probably goes after Frank at that point joins in the bandwagon, you know, which also would have been great if Paul would have teamed up with Frank for Victor to come back because then that would have evened up numbers in the house. We would have really had an interesting season from that point forward. But we're not going to really get that. Uh, Victor, probably the strongest competitor to return. Let's be honest, Victor wasn't the most knowledgeable guy when it came to Big Brother. I think everybody's going to fall flat except for Tiffany. You almost got to hold your fingers together in that tight little cross and hope that Tiffany's the one that finds a way back. Maybe it's a quiz competition. Maybe they arrange it where she comes back. I don't have any problem with that. I mean, production wants to rig it where Tiffany returns. That's actually the best thing for us to have happen. And if she gets immunity for a week, even better. But 
you know, it's just one of those things where I really am not happy with who could be, you know, coming back to the show. And so it's a really wide open situation. Listen, we got a caller. You know how this works. I'm going to call out your area code. Please know it. I have done this before in years past where people don't know their area code. So you're going to get on. You talk your piece. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, and that's what it's about. Anybody else want to call 713-955-0749? I'm going to the – where are we going? We're going to the 316. 316, talk to me. What do you think is going on this week, and how do you feel about what happened last week? Oh, Sam. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's my VIP. Oh, it's just, you know, this whole season is just, because I heard you saying that you really are enjoying this season. I and am. This, from, uh, that's, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm happy you are, but I have to be <laughs> honest, and I don't think I'm the only one. Um, this could be probably one of my least favorite ever. Really? Really? Yeah. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this before we go further, just out of curiosity's sake. What's your what is your favorite season? Like what's one season where you look back on you go, I really love that season. Which one was it for you? Oh, there's many, but of course All Stars. Oh yeah. All Stars my number one, number two. So we're on the same page. Loved All Stars, Goosebumps when I see Doctor Will re enter the house. Love it. Yeah, so I'm But I loved old school. My my favorites truthfully were old school Big Brother. Oh, me too. You know, I love I mean even even like the first season. Even the very yeah. first season, and it was so different than what it is now. But it was organic, and it was cool, and they didn't mess with anything, and I liked that a lot. I loved season two. I loved season three. You know what I mean? Well, actually, it, you know what? My Probably my favorite season, I'm a big Dr. Will fan, but to yeah. me, two, I, I, I did enjoy two. It's hard for me to go back and watch it again. But I, uh, Daniel Reyes is probably my second favorite player of all time over Dan. I love season – I tell people on this show all the time I have for, for years, season three, season six, season seven, season eight, season ten, fantastic seasons, the golden yeah. era of Big Brother, real true yeah. strategy play. I, I'm, I'm with you. We, we do agree on that. Older seasons are 20 times better than what we see right now. And but can I'm I tell you one of the main reasons yeah. I'm really not enjoying this season? That's and I was listening, ask. and Eric Curdo's show, he put it perfectly – and he was talking about this, and I'm listening to him, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, you sound just like me. And he says, you know, I'm wondering, am I just getting too old for this? And he's younger than I am saying this, okay? And, and, it, yeah. and it's basically, it's, it's this cast. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, and I've heard other people say this, too. We need a more diverse cast age-wise. This group is like watching high school, Sam. It really is. These girls, I mean, it's just, it's getting so annoying to me. And listening to them, it's it's just the conversations, the stupidity, it's just, it's so asinine. I'm not into it. I I am on your boat. And and here's, here's the way I feel about it. For, I've done this for seasons. The thing is, is that I feel like, when you talk about the new cast, I don't like many of them at all. Probably, yeah. probably thirteen. I, I liked twelve's cast. I, I laughed a lot through that season. It wasn't a great strategy cast, but Rachel and Reagan and all that—that that was. I, I enjoyed Enzo. You know, that was a fun yeah. cast to watch. But thirteen's newbies were awful. Fourteens were awful. Fifteens were awful. Sixteens were awful. When you when you say Sam, how do you feel about the cast over the last you know seven or eight seasons? Awful. I agree with you there. 
I think where I come from is that I've seen so much crap over the last couple of seasons that I've enjoyed the, at least the excitement of last week where Tiffany ended up getting hit, we got in a fight, Polly wins. It's been so long since I've been excited, and I guess this season has made me excited at times. So it's pulled me in a little bit more, made me a little bit more committed, where it's kind of like if you keep getting crap, you know, when you find nice crap, you kind of go, okay, this is wonderful. And I think that's the case. I'm with you, and I agree with what he said. I do think when it comes down to casting, it has been awful. And I agree with you. If you look at, like, season 10, where they had Jerry, the old male Marine, and Remy. Oh, I love that cast. I loved it. They were awesome. they got into it. They fought. I mean, it was young. A lot of young. It's like two older people bickering at the younger people. I agree with you. If you ask me, what do I think about strict casting? I'm a hundred percent on your board. I think you're a hundred percent accurate. I think that there's not enough diversity. I think that it's become kind of like the real world with money at the end of it, Absolutely. where it's a lot of just. I think it's a lot of kid stuff. But I guess just to me. Being that I have seen some, and and I'm not afraid to say new casts have been bad over since, like I said, probably 12, really. I just feel like, okay, when I get some people that are talking about strategy on After Dark and on the feeds, I'm happy. (laughs) And it seems like this is the first season in a long time where they actually talk about strategy. And so I guess that's where I kind of get pulled in. But I see your point. I think you're accurate. I think he's accurate. So on that level, I, I completely agree. But I just feel like with all the crap I've gotten since season 12 on casting, now that I've got a cast that talks about strategy after dark and on feeds, I'm happy because I've been dealt so much crap and I've been dealt with people talking about their personal lives or doing yoga or somebody whistling like a cricket that I've just, my mind has gone numb. So when I see strategy play, I get somewhat excited. And I guess that's probably it this season for me. But I agree with you. I really do. I, I really do when I think about it. I think casting-wise, it's, it's been bad. And really the only people that have provided a lot of source entertainment this season have been the vets. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I can't really James think of too many from this season that are, or the newbies. I mean, really, I'm not even thrilled with who they brought back. You know, I have enjoyed seeing Frank change this week. It was nice yeah. seeing a different Frank, you know, and I totally agree with you. It was cool seeing Tiffany actually lining up with him. That was a change. That was something interesting. I liked that, yeah. actually. I liked seeing Frank, you know, get off of his high horse and come down and, and show actually some compassion. It was yeah, nice I to see that. Did. It was genuine compassion he had for Tiffany, and where Tiffany's made me so angry, and just, <laughs> just, just. But the thing is, but it's true. It, you know, when you look at her and you think there really is no reason that she should have been hated, because she was yeah, not anything it, like Vanessa. She's know, not, it, you know, not a Cody, damn thing. And it, it's true. I, fe- I feel sorry for her. I really do. Cody made a really great point tonight, or Vanessa made a great point tonight. Why is it that Cody got away, or why is it that, that Pauly gets away with being totally. Cody's brother, who's a final two player, okay, right. a final two, and, and, and Tiffany gets, to, gets, gets pain for her sister, who didn't even finish final two, 
and being told, oh, well, you're just going to be. And the person that's preaching that the most is Pauly. It's Pauly, I mean, exactly. He's, he's the one doing it the worst, and it's a hypocritical move on his part. I mean, I would love from somebody in that group, which we know won't happen, but I'd love from somebody in that group to say, look at him and go, well, you know, you're ta- you were talking about Vanessa. and t- What about you and, and Cody? Cody for right. a second. How do I know that you're not going to play like Cody? And I just don't think he sees it, you know. And and I, I agree. A lot of people said she got a hard time. Now I didn't. My hard time with her was her emotional part of it. I, right. I got to, yeah. I got upset with her emotional part of it. I think the crying. I totally was agree. Bit. <laughs> but the 180 turn was really good. The move to work with Frank was a really smart move for her. I think she was going yeah. up either way. Polly had won. Polly didn't like her. Polly wanted her to go home. Her move to Frank was absolutely a very smart move for her, and they almost got it. And I agree with you. It would have been so much better for all of them if they would have kept her and got rid of Day. That was a stupid, stupid ass move on their parts. All of them. I agree. So I agree. And you know, Day continue. I think Day's game is really ruined. I think she may go out before Frank at this point. I just think her body language. There's something about the way you handle being on the block. You can learn from Doctor Will, and you know this better than anybody. When you're talking about guys like. Players who say, you know what, my game. I remember Dr. Will saying, the game doesn't start for me until somebody puts me up. That's when the game starts. And I think yeah. that sometimes people go up and they go, okay, game on. It's time to play my best social game. It's time to make deals. It's time to, to get off the block. A lot of people don't want to rely on Vito. They want to rely on their mouth to get themselves off. And that's a rare thing nowadays. And, you know, I just think that sometimes people get put up like day, and it becomes so obvious, and, and Tiffany too, it becomes so obvious that they're emotionally distraught. She can say it didn't bother her all day, but everybody knew it. Her body language, her coldness towards people, she was very short towards people, she wasn't very warm. And I think that turns people off. When you're in an adversity situation, you need to handle that the best way and draw people to you like a magnet. And I think Day did a lot of pushing away this week, and I think she's in trouble. Oh, man, she's pushed a lot of us viewers away because I was really, I liked her last year. I did too. And this year, I'm so, I'll tell you, Sam, this year, I'm so turned off on her, it's not even funny. Yeah, I just, you know what got me, what really got me, and I'm, you know what, I'm one of the, uh, like you, I'm old school strategist, I don't mind you lying, cheating, and stealing, I I love the backstabbing, I'm good with that, but it really upset me when Frank sincerely came, I don't like somebody getting a bad rap for no reason, and when Frank sincerely came in and said, Day, are you okay, don't worry, Nobody's going to vote you out. They all want to keep you. And, and and he walks out, and Paul walks in, and she says, and he says, well, what did Frank say to you? And she says, oh, he was trying to make me cry. And I thought, yeah, yeah oh. that's just a low personal blow. The guy was right. not doing that to you. He was sincerely talking to you and making an effort to be a nice person to you, and mm-hmm. you kind of crapped on him. And at the end of the day, that's what made me go, you know what, this is the day that I don't like. And I, I'm afraid this is the day that's going to implode in the house, and it might be entertaining. What about what she said to Vanessa tonight too in the goodbye speech? Oh, once again, you know, are we in? Uh, once again, Sam, are we in high school or what? Yeah, I, I agree. I think that was a dumb move. That's why I think everybody universally is going to agree that Tiffany has to come back. I agree I mean, with you. I, I, I don't think she'll do anything. That's the worst part. She won't do anything. It's getting. No. That's where the season keeps going. It just keeps going into nothingness. That's what I'm hating about it. That's what I'm missing about other seasons because they were exciting. 
There well, were a know, lot I of twists and turns, and, and people I kept agree. their it, mouths shut and didn't say things. Everyone's ruining things and telling people they're going to be voted out when they shouldn't. They're ruining things for the viewers. It's it's not fun. I'm really well, you know not what? having fun this season, and I want to have fun. I think it's missing a true, real, true strategy part of it. You know, I what we you know nowadays what we really hope for and what I say every season. The only hope I have is what happened in season six, which is when Janelle and the house divides. The Janelle side goes this way, the Maggie side goes this way, and there's no love. I mean, these people won't look at each other, they won't sit down together, they won't break bread, nothing. They don't like each other. And I was kind of hoping, and I, and I really wanted to see somebody go to Frank's side to even out the house, because now we're at a point where we're so desperate, we need the house to divide, because if we don't get a house division – Polly's going to run through this thing, and they're going to eventually – and Frank's going to go home. Dave's going to go home. Paul's going to go home. I mean, and you're going to end up with the final of, like, Natalie and James maybe. And it's, it's exactly. just not going to be That's what we're going to end be. up having probably. And I'm sick of hearing the two of them. I mean, the two of them sound like two idiots. James is a letdown. James is a letdown. Yeah, oh, I'm, so, I'm so disappointed. Why, why did you even come back, James? You were supposed to come back and fight because you ha- you needed this money, your daughter. You, I mean, come mm-hmm. on. What's more important? Oh, yeah. One, last year he throws it away for some dumb girl and that didn't even you know give a damn about him. And then this year, he, what does he do again? He hones up in bed with Natalie, and the two of them sound like two high school kids. I mean, James, come on. You're in your damn 30s. I think she's in her Wait. late 20s for heaven. And it's like, are you 13? This is well, what I'm know, listening to. I hate it. This is what I'm hating. And when you talk season six, oh, Sam, they, they could all have been the same age, but they were a great cast. Yeah, that was a great cast. That was a killer I, season, man. I loved season six. You know what? And season six is so high on everybody's on everybody's list, and it really does come down to the house divides, and there's real dislike for each other. And they keep swapping sides. James goes home, and then, you know, Yvette goes home, or I guess Yvette ends up, but April goes home. I mean, it ends up, they just end up taking these huge shots at each other every opportunity they get. And so you're just watching a house go back and forth, back and forth. And you genuinely get involved in it. And it's just right. one of those things where I just wish it would happen this season. But it's James not. is such a letdown. James is going to sit there. Oh, He's going to swoon over this girl. She's going to, I mean, Come on, she's upset with him. She he hurt her feelings, and now he's got to worry about that. And I think it prevents him from making a lot of moves. And I just I think James has got to wake up. You know, Tiffany's telling him all these things that they told her, and James is going, "Well, I didn't know any of that." Well, no, no shit, James, you've been sleeping through the game. I mean, where yeah. are you? You you you've been brought back. You've been great, given the second chance. I agree with you know. And I'll be honest with you, if you gave me a list of people to come back. Frank's on my list, and James is on my list. Nicole's nowhere near it, and neither is, neither is Day. But it's disappointing oh. to see oh. James. I, I, I'll be honest, Sam. I, I've had it with her, too. I'm sick yeah. of the whining. It's the it, same Nicole. It's the same Nicole. There's no lesson that's been oh learned. Oh, God. You know, we're just going to whine about how things aren't fair in the house, and now we're hooked up with a guy like we did I in our season. I want to be on, it's on the block. I'd be so, it'd be so <laughs> right. annoying. Oh, my God. She doesn't want to fight. I'm tip. afraid to put them on the block. They'll come after me. I'll get the hell out of the house. I can't stand watching you anymore. That's how I feel. 
And I mean, this is I yell, I yell at my TV, you know. <laughs> I'm sure there's others out there. I yell at these people. Get off this show! I can't stand you anymore. Goodbye. Oh, we, we know Sayonara. her season. In her season, <laughs> she was voted off. She she gets a chance to come back. She comes back, and everybody was excited. And I told people, I said she's not going to do wasn't. a damn thing when she gets back <laughs> in the house. Don't even think about her doing anything when she gets, and she didn't. She sat in her bedroom. She kind of, she had an opportunity to get, actually in that season, to get uh, Zach and Frankie to work with her and split the house, and nothing, just kind of sat there, coasted around, then eventually went home again very shortly after that. This is her third opportunity, and to me, she came in like a lion, and she's going out like a lamb. She's going to be afraid to make a move. She's going to be afraid to do anything. Everything's going to be too soon to make a move for her, and it's going to get her sent home. And everything she said, you know, I'm not going to get into a showman's this year, and what happens? First thing she did. First yeah, it's, thing it's she just, did. it's just, ugh. And everything's so annoying. I mean, I'm annoyed with you, lady. Get off. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Let me ask you. Now, let me ask you this. We didn't get our HOH tonight, which is very disappointing, but we have Yes, the, the why? What do you think, I, Sam? Why didn't it, they? It, it's going to be a situation where one of two things is going to happen. They're going to bring back the player who's coming back, and they're going to be able to play for HOH. Uh, okay. It, it's just, I think it's one of those things where that person's going to be brought back in the house probably Saturday. They'll be able to play. Uh, do you think they might HOH. be HOH? That's a good question. It. That could be a cool twist. I would twist. love it. They would because I'm thinking Every, that could happen. I think it would be the, a great move, especially if it's Tiffany. You know, she comes back in, and our immediate people she's going to put up is going to be Day and Polly. I mean, you know, if if but I'll be honest with you, if I'm anybody in that house, I'm putting up Frank and Day together <laughs> because I think that just creates more trauma. And honestly, you could be an HOH, put Frank and Day together, hide out in your room, and never have to worry about anything because everybody's going to go after each other at that point. But I think that, you know, it's very possible to come back and put HOH as the winner of the the playback, but I don't know. I think it's going to upset the house, but it would be an interesting play. But I think that what they're doing is they're going to bring back somebody, they're going to introduce them back in the house Saturday. Everything will probably be pre-recorded Sunday. And then right. HOH will play with that person being allowed to play. But I really think the smartest move for them was to, if they bring somebody back, as if Tiffany wins, let's say, she gets immunity for the week. She doesn't get put up. That's the only right way to play this if they do that. Right. Because if they don't do that, Tiffany's going to go up again. It's going to be a waste of week. I think it would be at least some excitement if they were automatically head of house. I would. That love would at least it. cause some drama. We need drama right now. Right now the show is just so damn boring. It's predictable. You know what's going to happen. It's just, you know what I'm saying? It, it's well, just the same old, same now. old. You're at a point now where you remember the old seasons where, like, anybody went in HOH, you don't know, you, didn't, you knew kind of what they might do, but you weren't sure. And in the last couple of seasons, the only people right now for entertainment purposes that you'll want to have an HOH is going to be Bridget or Frank. Because you know if anybody else wins it, Bridget and Frank are going up. And so it's another week of knowing what's going to happen, and you really almost have to cheer for Bridget and Frank just to get some entertainment this, this week. Yeah. Exactly. Because if, you don't, if Bridget and Frank don't win HOH, they're going up. Teams are right. over. They're going up, and it's going to be the same old, same old. Frank might be able to pull himself down. Bridget goes home. Right. You know, 
What's the deal? That's why I kind of I, I know a lot of people didn't like the roadkill. I liked it because if Frank were on the block with Bridget and he wins POV and he wins roadkill, he's able to pull himself off, but he's able to put somebody like Day up. And I think it kind of gives that a little bit of mystique and it kind of evens out things. But if he goes up, it's, you know, even if he pulls himself off, Bridget goes home and he loses another ally. And on Frank's side, it's going to be the same thing that happened in 14. Everybody's going to be gunning for Frank. And right. to me, that makes everything very boring because the people that are left in the house are, you know, Z, I like the position she's in. But at the same time, she's not doing anything. She's not doing crap. Yeah, I mean, she's not doing anything. Natalie's not doing anything, and I'm scared right. to death that Natalie's going to end up in the final two. It's probably going to be mm-hmm. Natalie and Z in the final two. Ugh. It's extremely frustrating. Yeah, it is. Very much so. It's extremely frustrating. But that's what we're going to have to hope for. Listen, i got to go. I appreciate your call. You're you're a superstar. Thank you so much for calling in. Thanks for run. letting me rant. It helps, you know. You know what? You, you, <laughs> this is your rant place to go. Every time I'm on, you call, you can get it. That is my it's promise. It's cool to talk to another fan, you know, that feels a lot like <laughs> you do. It always helps. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm here every Thursday. I am your place to call. So I appreciate it, 312. Cool. I'll talk to you hopefully next Thursday. Take care, Sam. All right, you too. Let's hey, folks, look, that's that's how I know she's about to say something. I'm sorry, 316. I didn't mean to do that to you. But, listen, that's how it is. You call in, 713-955-0749. It's too late now. But I'm telling you guys, you call in, you're going to have fun when you call. I'm going to let you have the floor. You kind of talk about whatever you want to. It allows her to vent. It makes her, makes her – and you know what? She makes great points. You know what? She kind of made me think a lot differently about this season. Maybe the season is crap. I enjoy it strictly because – of what I've been dealing with the last couple of seasons, you know, like they say, a polished turd is still a turd. Maybe that's what I'm dealing with in this season. But so far, I like hearing strategy on the feeds, and I haven't heard that in so long. I'm I'm on board right now. Uh, but, listen, got to do my power rankings. Got to get out of here. Show's about the end. They're going to cut me off. I only got so much a lot of time that they have saved for me. So let's get on with the power rankings. Now, these power rankings are who who I felt were in the best positions as of last week. I know that Frank's probably going home next week if he doesn't win HOH. I get all that. But this is just what's been going on lately. Uh, and these are the people that I really put in a high position. And 316 is probably not going to like one of my people on here, but I'm going to stick by it. Frank comes in at number one. I thought uh, I thought he would drop off. I thought he'd be on the bottom. But like we were talking about, Frank's able to get a little bit more sincerity in his voice. He's able to kind of talk to people. Now people are laughing with him and talking to him. He seems to be able to hang out a little bit more and make things happen. And I think that it's been very, very helpful for him. I think he's been humbled by the Tiffany stab in the back uh, with the boats. And I think that he's realized that he's kind of on his own and he's kind of gotten his, his little bit of a social game in the right place now. Uh, I see maybe possibly Frank talking his way out of the block this time. Maybe not, but I think there's a much better chance right now than there was a week ago where Frank might be able to convince some people to change up and maybe divide the house a little bit. But the chances of him going up are really big. But this week, still on top, safe, uh, works with Tiffany, doesn't, show, doesn't, you know, doesn't push her off, doesn't say, no, I can't trust you, I can't work with you, accepts her in, tries to make a deal, tries to save her. And you know what, guys? It almost worked. They were one vote away from getting things turned around in the house and really getting things back in, in really Frank's favor. That one more vote puts things in Frank's favor pretty heavily. So really he had a great opportunity to make things happen. 
Uh, and I think he did a, you know, I feel like he's kind of gotten Corey on his side a little bit. I think Corey's kind of got an ear to him a little bit. He doesn't seem to be so apprehensive with Frank right now. So it's really good on Corey's part, really good on Frank's part that they're actually talking. I think with, with Corey comes Nicole. And I think that helps him, too, with numbers, if he can convince it to have, to have it. He's accomplished from going, you know, like enemy number one to being listened to. And that's a big move. You know, you go kind of like Paul. These guys, they go from being a target to kind of not being a target. Not that Frank's not. He is. Don't Twitter blast me. But I do think that he's not he – he was in a great spot this week. But I think that this week he did a lot of social work, and I think it helped him out a lot. So he's number one. My number two is Paul. You know what? First week off the block and the guy's making muffins, he's making friends. He's doing this whole friendship thing. It's fantastic. So far he's been able to work himself in the circle from being outside to inside. Uh, I don't like his personal uh, strategy personally right now, but I think he's made a huge shift and he's got, him, got a lot of target off of him. He's been able to last long enough to put the target on somebody else. Kudos to Paul. He's surviving. Week one, he was a controlling a-hole. Uh, by week four, he's liked and trusted by most of the house. Paul's in a great position right now, and Paul is somebody I don't mind seeing go to the end. I don't know if I want to see him win, but I definitely just could see Paul making it to like a final four, final six. Those deals are going to start being made, I hope, very soon uh, on different levels. But uh, – I think his best game, again, though, was creating chaos in the house. I think what he should have done is chance the risk of getting caught, telling people on each side other people's secrets. And I think he probably could have slipped under the radar. I still have hope. I have hope for Paul that he is doing HOH. And when he gets that HOH, that Paul does something that nobody expects. I could see, see honestly, Paul, if he wins HOH Sunday, I could totally see Paul putting Day and Frank up against each other, and then hiding out in the hiding out in the shadow and letting them go to war over it, and letting them convince the size of the house who they should keep, and letting them just battle while he stays under the radar. A big person goes home that's a threat, but he probably gets away pretty clean from it as long as he puts both of them up together. But I almost am curious to see what a Paul. H-O-H would look like. But he's my number two. Uh, of course, I don't do everybody. I do my tops and bottoms. Number three, I kind of, you know, I gave it to Tiffany. Uh, of course, I know she went home. But, again, this is for the last prior week. Um, she did the impossible. Uh, she made a big move that gave her a chance. She could have sat back and just trusted those people again. I think the odds are she still goes home. But she takes a leap. She really makes an effort. She jumps out there. She makes a deal with Frank. They work together. They let bygones, big bygones. They pull off this impossible team up, and they almost pull off the votes. Tiffany gets a lot of credit this week for turning everything around. And really, you know, her roadkill nomination of Day was a really, really smart nomination. We can say all day that Day wasn't the right person and she should put up the Day was absolutely a knock-out-of-the-park right person to put up. It's a shame she didn't put her up to begin with because I think you would have had more time for Day to blow up. Of course, you have to risk excuse me, you have to risk the veto. But I don't think that anybody would have saved Day. I think they would have left her up there, and I don't think Day's a strong competitor in the comps. I think Day would have been a fine put-up for, for the first time, but Tiffany was under the delusion that Day still had her back. I don't know why, but she did. And uh, Tiffany 
ends up almost getting saved for the second week in a row. And I think her move with Frank was really smart. Uh, so I, I got to give her a lot of credit for a bold move, teaming up with Frank. Uh, it was a big move that almost saved her, and I think it was her only option. And it was a brave option for her to take. A lot of people wouldn't have done what she did. I give her a ton of credit for that. So I'm going to put her in my number three. Uh, 316 is going to hate this, but I'm going to put James in that in that seat at number four in the top five, or top four. That's all I got this week's top four. Uh, James, he gets kind of told what's going on, and he agrees or disagrees still. But And I do think that Natalie is a huge liability for him. Um, and I'm sure that he feels great having, a, you know, a really attractive lady with big boobs hitting on him. I mean, what guy wouldn't, you know, if you look like James, it's probably a, a huge ego. You, go, you know what, I won't say that because my wife's beautiful, but you know, if I'm a single guy, you know, you're getting hit on by an attractive woman, it's going to be an ego boost. You're probably going to get sucked in. But I think James has been motivated by Tiffany's secrets to turn his game on. And I think he's going to, we're going to see a slightly different James. He has mentioned that he thinks it's too soon for him to win HOH. I disagree with James. I think it's a time where James needs to win an HOH. When you're in power, you get respect. And at least for a week, he would be somebody who could start making deals that were solid with people, even if it's Frank, Paulie, whoever. Right now, he's on the outside looking in. But I think that Tiffany's secrets woke him up a little bit, made him realize that he's not he's not really involved. But this is why I give James his fourth spot in the top four. James, when it came down to talking about voting out Tiffany, James's opinion was asked. James becomes a very important person in this vote. And at the end of the day, James made his opinions and were heard, and people respected what he said. That's why I put James in this fourth spot. He almost falls out of it, but I really put him in it, mainly because I feel like James, as I said, is, is really making his way back up the ramp. And I think now, you know, he's kind of made it in a position where people will listen to him. And it's a good spot, as always. It's always good to have an opinion and be respected. I don't think that was the case two weeks ago. I think it is now. And I think that he needs to use this now to continue to be in the important part of it. He seems to be included with every talk that's going on. That's good. And now he's starting to speak his mind even better. The the James that just kept his mouth shut and agreed or disagreed is, is falling away. Hopefully we're going to see a James that's going to come up a little stronger. Always have my middle person. I keep giving Z credit. I think that uh, Zakaya is going to be somebody that is going to be in that final four, and I think it's a very big threat that she's going to be in that final two. She sits in the sweet spot. She knows everything. She's friends with everybody. Everybody gets along with her. There's no problems. She has her issues with people. I'm not sure that they're all aware of it. But listen, she's with somebody who's a power person that's going to protect her. If Nicole and Corey just so happen to stick to their agreement with that with that solid five, or really, I think it's just the two showmances. If they stick to that, she's got some protection. I think Polly's a bigger target than Z, which makes her a very, very, very uh, – puts her in a very, very good positive position. I see her in a Final Four, four whether you like her or not. I think you see her in her Final Four. I like she – she sits in that place we call the sweet spot, and I think that's where she is going to remain. Uh, let's see. Uh, on my bottom – uh, my, uh, there's three on the bottom My number one on the bottom is Nicole Old habits die hard with Nicole We keep talking about that She keeps hooking up with Corey you know, She's whining, she's complaining She's indecisive 
you know what? I give Corey a ton of credit for being the stronger of the two in that group. Not the smartest guy on the planet, not the brightest bulb in the tanning bed. However, Corey does seem to keep Nicole straight a little bit when she's kind of freaking out. And he tends to make decisions or he wants to make plays. He wants to make moves. He just has to get Nicole going. Nicole's holding Corey back from being able to make some of those moves as the game goes forward. Nicole's got to wake up. So I put her at number one on the bottom. Not real happy with her. She's going to have to make some moves, or she's going to be in trouble. I think Nicole is wearing thin on people, and I don't think it's going to be much longer uh, before she has trouble. Uh, The second down is Polly. Now, you might disagree with Polly. Polly seems to be in a really strong position. Um, But I think that Polly's about to hit survival mode soon. Um, I think he's obsessed too much about players in the house to the point where it's been over the top and maybe even gotten to to the point where – People like Corey are kind of turned off by him now. Nicole's kind of turned off by him. You know, they were willing to kind of flip the vote. And I think that things are starting to turn for Polly where they're not going to be so positive going down the road. Um, he's got to learn how to readjust his sights and readjust his game. I feel like he really struggles at doing that. I do think it's going to cost him. Uh, just not um, just not molding to change really well in the house and saying, you know what, this is a dead duck. I need to go make this move. Uh, I'm really disappointed at the fact that he got information on Day that was more harmful to him than what Tiffany was doing to him. And he chose to go still after Tiffany and talk other people into, into still going after Tiffany. I just think that was a mistake. I think Day's a bigger threat to Polly. I think Day is going after that showmance. And really, he's going to get caught up in it if Day stays and is able to convince people in the house that the showmances have to be broken up. And it won't be hard. Because if you're talking to everybody who's not in a showmance, everybody's okay with sending the showmance home because they know it's a final two deal between those people automatically. Um, I also feel like a lot of times, you know, Day used to be the person talking all the time to the point where it's too much. Some people would probably say I'm that way. But Day is talk- Day was talking, 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 driving everybody nuts. Guess what? Polly just got in that seat of taking over for Day. He's controlling. He's telling everybody what they need to do. He's overbearing on things. He's telling people how they need to vote, who they need to keep. That doesn't go well as this number start dwindling down. Everybody begins to realize that Paulie's power, the power player and that this plan for four-week situation is not going to work because it's a two-week game. It's the current week and the next week. That's all you can rely on. Paulie is trying to tell everybody what to do for the next month and a half. He's got a schedule full. And the bad thing for Paulie is it's very rare that those things work out. I think Polly is about to get a really big target on his back. And I would not be surprised that if Frank wins an HOH this week, that Polly might not be somebody sitting on the block next today. Very, 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 very possible. And, of course, on my bottom, last of the day before we get out of here, is day. Things are falling apart. Her emotions, to me, get the best of her. She can say these things don't bother her, that being on the block don't bother her a bit. She's lying. Her body language is awful in the house. She's turned a lot of people off. She's very cold, the way that she'll sit away from you, your back, her back towards you. It's really about how, in my opinion, you, you handle being on the block. Now, you have two types of players. Dan was scared of the block, didn't want to have anything to do with the block. If he was on the block, he found a way to get off the block by winning. There are guys who don't mind being on the block because they love it. Will's one of those guys, of course, I consider him the greatest player. Some of you guys, obviously, in our fan, our fan vol, uh, um, bracket, you guys voted Dan to be the winner of 2016's best 
best big brother uh, player bracket. So a lot of you guys obviously feel overwhelmingly that Dan's the better player. But Will was somebody who said, I'm not afraid to go on the block. My game don't start until you push me. When you press me, that's when I start. And I think that that is something that Day needs to learn. When you're on the block, that's when you start making your moves to win people over, to, to do some switcheroos, to start making deals, to start saying, if you keep me safe, this is what I'm going to do for you. You make it mutually beneficial to the person that's in control. Not always the HOH, but the voters. HOH is going to be what they're going to be. The nominations are done. But you have an opportunity for, to talk to people who are going to be voting. And those people can become allies of yours if you just say the right things and you're really sincere and you're warm. If you want to manipulate, you don't do it with a cold hand. You don't do it with the fist when you shake hands if you want to be a manipulator. You open up your hand warm and you say, hey, whatever deal i got to make with you, I'm going to make it and I'm going to make you believe it. Day is the opposite of that. Motion's on her sleeve. We knew that was going to be a liability for her coming in. It pops up again. Her body language, her attitude, the way she talks to people is cold. When things are going bad for Day, Day's got an awful attitude. When things are going good for Day, she's got a great attitude. This week, things were bad for Day, and to me, she showed that she wasn't somebody that was a warm, sincere person. She was too worried about herself. We saw that with Corey in the POV. Day's got a lot of problems. Listen, Tiffany's credit, Tiffany blows up Day's game. Things start coming out. Now James is blowing up Day's game. Now you know, Corey's blowing up Day's game. Things are happening now that are starting to make Day kind of tumble. And I'm not sure that Day would not go home before Frank if they were on the block together. I'm not so sure. I think Frank has earned a little bit back with his sincerity. I think it would be a very tough vote to keep Frank. But I think Frank would have a shot against Day. I just think Day is somebody who has become untrustworthy, has been a little bit hypocritical, has been cold to the other people in the house, and has caused problems for her. Uh, so day sits at my bottom, guys. Listen, lots of fun talk tonight. I really wish you had an HOH. I'm sorry. Uh, it, it's just how it worked. I really thought we were going to get HOH tonight. It makes sense they're going to push it to Sunday. I will let you guys know whether or not we'll do a Sunday special. I'm on 50-50. I've got to get the time to do it. And, you know, we don't have a, a repeat option on Sunday. But I might have to try to see if we can work our way in on the podcast here to get one in. If we can, it'll be a lot of fun. I'll let you guys know. Keep on, keep up with me on Twitter. Send me those requests. Uh, you know, I'll keep liking you. You keep liking me. Y'all keep debates going. You can have it on the page. You can say you hate this or you hate that. It's uncensored on the on the on the Twitter page. Feel free to say whatever you want. People have felt that way. I've had somebody tell me to shut up. I appreciate that opinion. I hear it daily from my wife. Not a big deal. Listen, I have I've seen a lot. I'm married. It's going to be hard to hurt my feelings at this point. So don't be afraid to go on there. Tweet with me. Let's talk. Let's talk about Big Brother this week coming up. Guys, thank you so much. And if nobody's told you, I do love you. I do appreciate you. We all need to hear that from each other every once in a while. I don't know you, never met you, never looked you in the eye. But I love you. I appreciate your support. I appreciate you guys listening in. It means a lot. It keeps the show running. We've got incredible numbers this season. I hope we continue to grow. And I hope you continue to listen. Thanks so much. Be good to each other. I know it's a painful world out there. But listen, it's about us. It's about each other reaching out and having a good time and just sometimes putting your head in the sand and just enjoying a show like Big Brother. Thanks for coming on the journey with me. I'll see you guys either Sunday or Thursday. Thursday for sure. Maybe Sunday. Keep an eye out on our Twitter Big Brother After Show page. Thanks for everybody who's been tweeting. Thanks for everybody who's been voting on the polls. 
We will see you for sure Thursday, maybe Sunday. It's the Big Brother After Show with Sam. Thanks again, guys. Have a great week. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! Bye-bye! <laughs> Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. unscrupulous and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother.